Welcome to the podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse Tabernacle. You can find out more about our church at lighthouseofmaslin.com or join us for worship Sundays at 11. We pray this message will be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Let's lift our voices just for a moment more, Louis. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're going to do across the state of Ohio this morning. We thank you in advance, Lord, for the outpouring of the Holy Ghost that you are pouring out upon all flesh. We pray for our brothers and sisters across Ohio this morning, for their churches, Lord, that you would let the outpouring of the Holy Ghost fall upon their services as well in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Thank you to this church. Thank you to Pastor Strange for the opportunity to be here. And I'm excited about what God is going to do this morning. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost this morning. Turn to someone else and say God's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost this morning. I believe it's the will of God that we all be filled and refilled. We need to walk in the Holy Ghost every day. We need to be refilled with His Spirit, not just every Sunday, but every day. We need the Holy Ghost flowing through us. It's not just a one-time experience. It's an everyday experience. It's walking in His Spirit. And I'm thankful for what the Lord is going to do here. We're going to go to the Word of the Lord together, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, thankful to be here this morning with my family, my wife and children, so glad that they are able to be with us and uh, thank you to this church for all that you do for missions and, and missionaries around the world, thank you for sowing uh, into the work of God and I know there are people very closely uh, impacted and connected with the work in Europe and thank you for all your prayers, your support as we move forward and in the midst of chaos, God can have great revival. Amen. I think sometimes we, we imagine revival being uh, just a, you know, nice peaceful Sunday afternoon where people just come walking into our church. And we don't imagine revival going through COVID and wars and rumors of wars. But, but really that's probably more biblical than what we have put in our minds of just thinking people are just going to walk in. Uh, but really it's in the midst of chaos and tragedy at times that people turn their hearts towards God and God God is able to move and to, to great, bring great revival to nations and, and uh, thankful for what God is doing around the world. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Turn to your neighbor and says, he called you. He called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Because we're called, you're now a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. We've been called by the Almighty. He has called us. That's why we're here this morning, because we've heard the call. I want us to pray one more time. Let's ask that the Lord would speak to us. We want, uh, we want, we, we didn't come just to have another Sunday. 
but we came that the Lord would speak to every one of us, that his spirit would speak to us through his word. Let's pray one more time that we'd be sensitive to his word. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do in this place this morning. Lord, I open my heart, my mind to receive what your word would speak to me. Lord, I want to hear, Lord, from your spirit. Let your spirit speak to each and every one of us. Lord, I take dominion and authority of everything that would be contrary to your word, anything that would resist your spirit. And, Lord, we lose faith in this place. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let your spirit, Lord, be poured out upon every single one of us today and across Ohio today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands to Jesus one more time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name, you may be seated in the name of Jesus. The apostle, the apostle Peter, he writes to the New Testament church, and he's, he's reminding them of their calling. He's reminding them that, that something happened to them, and he's reminding them of their purpose. It's in Romans 8 and 30, the Bible says, Moreover, whom he de- did predestinate them, he also called and whom he called them he justified. We we believe that the Lord has called us here this morning. I believe that the reason that every one of you are here in this church this morning is because you have been called by God. You have answered that call. You may not know why you got up this morning, but I believe that there was a calling on every one of our lives. And I, I don't believe it's just an accident that anyone even walks into our buildings. I believe believe that they, they might think it was an accident, but they, they felt a calling. They felt something that pulled them into the presence of God because God is always calling to his people. And here in our text, the writer reminds them that they are not just an ordinary people, but they are a people who have been called out from darkness into light. And our text, it it is written to the church. They have already experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And the apostle reminds them that something unique has happened to them when they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's telling them there is a transition that has happened. You are now a chosen generation. You're, You're now part of a royal priesthood. God has chosen you. He he filled you with his spirit and now you're walking in a new authority. So the writer is attempting to, 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 to describe to them that that experience that happened to them, that they're, they're in filling of the Holy Ghost, that new birth experience there. Now something is different about them. That what God had planned from the beginning had come to pass. The plan of God was that there be a priesthood of believers that would be able to go directly directly to the throne of God to offer up spiritual sacrifices. After the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are now priests. The Bible says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. And because of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, we have that opportunity. This morning, we walk into this place. We lift up our hands. We, we go directly into his presence because we are now part of that priesthood of believers that have the opportunity. That veil has been rent. And now, because of his spirit, we can enter in boldly and we can enter into his presence. 
We understand that because of Adam's sin, Adam's sin separated us from God. And in the book of Genesis, we see a perfect relationship with God. It was in the cool of the day that Adam, he walks and he communes with God and he, he, he has this close relationship with God. And God's plan from the beginning was to have a, a relationship with his, his most precious creation, but sin had entered into the world. And so by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners and that, that, that sin separated us from God. And it was there in the garden that that relationship with God was, was broken. So we see a pattern that begins to unfold for us in the Old Testament. We see in the Old Testament that God, he institutes the priesthood in order to try to bridge that gap that was created by man's sin. And so... God, he would, he would set aside a special people. He would set aside the, the tribe of Levi, that, that they would handle the duties of the priesthood. It would be this, this select group of people. It would be this select family who would have the privilege of communing with, with God. It would be this select, the tribe of Levi. They were set apart. They, they would have the opportunity to, to minister in the presence of God. It would be this select group of individuals that they would be the teachers they they would be the scribes. They would be the ministers. They would be the musicians. They, only they, would serve in the tabernacle. It would be this select group of people that could minister unto the Lord. Because of man's fallen state, it would be only these people. Only this group, this select group of Levites that would have, that would have, that be, that would be that bridge between God and man. It, it did not matter if you wanted to serve in the tabernacle. If you weren't born in the tribe of Levi, you weren't serving in the tabernacle. It did not matter how much you loved God, how much you wanted to serve God. If you weren't born into the right family, if you weren't born into the tribe of Levi, you would have to stand on the outside and, and watch as others ministered in that way. It would be that tribe of Levi that would be singing and dancing and they, they would be playing the instruments. It would be that select group. You could say, oh, I, I've got talent. I, I, I would love to be a part of, of the choir. They'd say, no, I'm sorry, you, you weren't born into the tribe of Levi. You're going to have to, you're not going to be a part of this choir. And it was a, a ministry of the Levites that was passed down from father to son. This was a ministry that, that had restrictions and requirements in order to serve. There was special clothes that they had to wear. They, you had to be at least 30 years of age. At the age of 30, you could enter into the priesthood. You could enter into the ministry at the age of 30. There, there also, when we study the Old Testament, there, there was a process to become a priest. You, you couldn't just wake up one day and say, well, I think I'm going to go into the ministry. I feel the, 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 the call the, of God. But no, there was a process that, that you had to go through in order to become a priest. In the book of Leviticus, it outlines the process and the requirements. And we see that the son of the high priest, the, he would be submerged in water for cleansing. He had to be washed. He had to make sure that he was cleansed before he could serve in the priesthood. There was a ceremonial submersion. There was a washing that he had to go through. 
Then we see the second thing that, that happens is that they would take oil and they would take a horn of oil and oil was poured over the head of the priest and there would be an anointing. They had to show that there is a separation now. Now we're anointing him. It was not some little vial of oil like we walk around with today, but a, a horn of oil that would flow from his head to his beard to his, to his feet. He would, would be covered in oil and people would know now we see that there's a separation here. We see that he has been anointed now to serve in the priesthood and then after the washing after the anointing there would be a public declaration that would take place the high priest would stand up and he would declare before Israel the new high priest had been chosen the new high priest had had been washed he had been anointed and now a declaration was publicly made that now he would serve in that role this was a temporary solution this was a temporary solution for man's fallen condition this would be the way that man would be able to touch God through the priest through this man who had been well, he had been washed he had been anointed it was he had been declared to be the priest and so we see the, the, the similarity when we go to the New Testament when Jesus comes into the world he, he becomes our priest the man Christ Jesus was now the mediator between God and man it was prophesied that Jesus would be our priest according to to the order of Melchizedek. So it was at the age of 30 that Jesus, the same age that was required for, about, for it to enter into the priesthood, that, that Jesus goes down to the river where John is baptizing. And Jesus, he looks at John, he says, John, I, I need you to baptize me. And, and in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17, we, we, we see that story in Jesus, it says, when he was baptized, went up straightway out out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him and lo a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased so what we see in Jesus' life is what we saw in the Old Testament Jesus at the age of 30 he goes down and he is washed in water a symbolic a symbolic of preparation for the priesthood and then we see in this story the spirit descending upon him like a dove and this was that anointing we see a, a sign of anointing and then we hear a voice that comes from heaven that is declaring that Jesus was his son this was not a declar this was not a conversation between two people but this was a declaration from on high saying this is the new priesthood this is this is the one who is going to 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 enter into to, to forgive sins and from this moment at the age of 30 Jesus he begins to preach repentance and demonstrate the kingdom of God. He begins to forgive the sinner and he begins to heal the sick and the diseased. But when we look at the word of God, we see that God's plan from the beginning, even from the Old Testament, is that, that we be a kingdom of priests. The plan of God from the beginning was not really just one tribe, but it was a plan that everyone would be involved. We see it even in Exodus chapter 19 and verse 6. Exodus 19 and verse 6, the, 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 the Bible says, And it shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. It says, this, this shall be a kingdom of priests. 
we see even from the Old Testament that the will of God was, he, he, we're looking, we see in the Old Testament and the New Testament, we see the types and, and the shadows in the Old Testament of what is to come. And so we see even in the Old Testament, he's saying there's coming a day that there will be a kingdom of priests, not just a, a few, uh, just a select group of a family or a select group, but there, there is going to be a kingdom of priests. And so if, if we are going to be now a kingdom of priests, there also for us is a process that we go through. If it was true for the Old Testament priests that they went through a process, if it was true for, for Jesus who became our priest that he went through a process, then it would be the same for us today as God has called us into a royal priesthood. He has called us. There is still a process that we go through today. We can say, well, I, I, want, I want to be used by God. God will use anybody, but we've got to go through the process. And we see the same process in the New Testament. We see there's a purification. There's, we see there's an anointing that comes upon us. We see there's a declaration on, from on high that, that we are sons of God. Now it's not just a select group of Levites. Now it's not just a select group that, that can connect with God. But Peter, he stands up on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And he basically, he, he, he's saying that, that same process, that process that we saw in the Old Testament. Peter says unto them, you've got you, you to repent and be be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That anointing is going to fall upon you. And then he goes on to verse 39 and he says, but now this time the promise is it's unto you and it's unto your children and it's to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He says now, he says this thing is open to everyone. He is calling everyone. He's just not calling you, but he's calling your children. He's calling your grandchildren. He's calling all that are afar off. Now it's not just the Levites. It's a priesthood of believers. Now you don't have to, you don't have to be born in the right family for God to use you. You don't have to be born in the right situation for God to use you. God says, I, I, will, I want to fill everyone with my spirit. He's, he's, he's calling everyone to, to the ministry of the priesthood now. That he says, now you're a, you're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. Now it's a, you say, well, I, I've, I've, only, I've only been in church for about six months. Well, this is my first time in church. I really don't know what all this is. I feel a call. I, I feel the, the, the word of God, call, or the, the voice of God calling me. I really don't know what to do. You, you don't have to wait until you've been in church for 20 years or for 30 years. You just have to answer the call and say, Lord, I'm willing to go through the process. Lord, if you can fix me up, if you can clean me up, Lord, I'm willing to go through the process. Some of the greatest people in our church that we pastored last 19 years in, in, in Barcelona, Spain, you would look at them and you'd think, my goodness, they, they must have been in church all their life. You see them minister and minister to one another and uh, minister in the congregation, praying for people and God and using them and signs, wonders and miracles and 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 you would look at them, you think, my goodness, 
They've been in church all their life. They grew up in church. But no, when you look at them and you know their stories and what they have come from, some of them would come. One of the ministers there now is one who was about to kill his family and about to kill himself when he walked into our church and God called him into our church. And he he walked in not knowing anything about Pentecost, but he came down to an altar. He repented of his sins. God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He was washed in the name of Jesus. And, and God totally changed his life. You, you would think that, that it, to look at him today that, that, that he has been in church all his life. But no, it's just been a few years now. But what happened is he went through the process. Jesus said, I'm calling you out from a dark life. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to wash you. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to declare that you're my son. And then you can be used mightily by me. Some of the greatest... One of the greatest soul winners in our church was a former madam. Now she's one of the greatest soul winners that brings people to church every Sunday and brings them. Yeah, to look at her, you would think, my goodness, I, 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 she must have been in church a long time. No, no, you don't know her, her past life. You don't know her past lifestyle and everything that she went through and everything that she did and everything that she was involved in. But, but when God calls, he doesn't matter your background. He doesn't matter how messed up you are. He doesn't matter how many mistakes you've gone through. He says, if you'll go through the process, I can use you. If you'll go through the process, I, 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 I'll, I'll forgive you of your sins. I'll, I'll anoint you with an anointing that you will be my son. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, but as many as received him, to him gave, gave, to them gave he the power to become sons of God. He says when, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you have been, you have become a son of God. You, you know there is, there is something, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you begin to speak in other tongues, it's more than just, it's, it, biblically, yes, it's a confirmation, but we, we, if we look at the patterns of the Bible, what that really is is a declaration from on high. It's a declaration from the heavens that this is my son. It's a declaration. When someone begins to speak in other tongues, it's not, it's not just some other language. It's not just some experience. It's a declaration from the heavens. It says, this is my son. This is my daughter. My spirit is now residing in them. They, they're going through the process. I, I have called them into something better. It's happening all around the world. Every day, it's happening around the world. It's, it happened on the day of Pentecost. It went happened. 120 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And 3,000 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now around the world, outside of North America, there's an average of, of around 3,000 people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost every week just in the United Pentecostal churches around the world. What started with 120 and then went to 3,000. Now it's every week just in the United Pentecostal church, not including other experiences, not including other other people that are receiving the Holy Ghost, but just in our organization, through over 3,000 a week are receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You see, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we are now priests unto him. There's an army that the Lord is raising up around the world. He's calling everybody. 
there's an honor. The Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost restores what was lost. What 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 that 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 that, that uh, in in Spanish. I can't think in English right now. That 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 divide that divide in 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 our in our lives. That divide between us and God. When the Holy Ghost comes in, it builds that bridge, and He's declaring, "This is my son. This is my daughter." The relationship is restored. That, that, that relationship comes together. And this morning, He has called all of us. The reason you're here this morning is because you felt a call. You may not have heard an audible voice. It, it may have been a call in your heart, a call in your spirit, but you felt something that said, I need to get down to the house of God. It may have been someone that invited you for service, but you said, well, I'll, uh, I'll go. But the reason that you came here this morning is because you felt something. It was a call. He's calling everybody. He's calling everyone from every background. He's calling everyone from every ethnicity, every, every color, every, every language group, every culture. He's calling, he's calling, he's calling. And when we answer the call, he says, I can use you. He says, he says, I want you to be a part of that chosen generation, that royal priesthood, that holy nation, a peculiar people. Because I've called you out of darkness into my marvelous light. And he says, if it doesn't matter how messed up your life has been, I'm calling you. And if you'll go through the process, I'll use you. If you'll go through the process, my spirit will flow through you. If you'll go through the process, I, I can use you mightily in my kingdom. And I believe in this last days, this last days of, as we get closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. I believe that call is getting even stronger and stronger. As, we, as, as, the, as the Lord sees that the clock, that the, the, the hands on that clock are ticking and we are getting closer to the coming of the Lord. The Lord is, is calling and that voice is getting louder and getting louder as people begin to answer the call. The Lord says, I don't, I, it doesn't matter if you don't have everything together. I, I'll forgive you of your sins. I'll fill you with my spirit. And I can use you. I want us all to stand together. The Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe they shall speak with new tongues. It's one of the signs of the believers. The Bible says, those that are believers, they shall speak with new tongues. Why? Because people have decided to go into the process and say, God, fill me with your spirit. I don't feel like I have it all together, but if you'll fill me with your spirit, if you'll let that anointing come upon me, I know that, that, that you will use me. And if the devil, the devil, he will lie to us and tell us that we are worthless, that there is nothing that, 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 that we can really do, he will, he will, he will lie to us and, 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 and say, well, God can't really use you. You've messed up too much. You've, had, you've, you've been involved in too much sin. You've had this in your life and that junk in your life, and this has happened and that has happened. But still you have heard the call. He didn't call you just to come and sit on the pew. He said, well, I... If I, 
I've, I've, I've heard the voice of the Lord. I feel that call. If I can just make it, if I can just sit on the pew on Sunday. No, he didn't call you just to sit on the pew. He called you to be a part of that royal priesthood who walks with authority, who walks with authority in the name of Jesus, who the Spirit of God is flowing through. That everywhere that you walk, when you walk into your job, it's not just you who walks in, it's part of that royal priesthood that walks in. It's when, when, when someone talks to you and they say, you know, I've, I've been going through this. I, I, you know, I've been going through that. And, and, and you are part of that royal priesthood where you can say, you know what, could I pray for you right now? Could, could I take you by the hand and pray for you right now? And God performs a miracle because you've become that bridge between, between heaven and earth and because you're part of that royal priesthood. I'm, I'm not saying that everyone that, that feels that call will stand behind the pulpit, but, but we're part of that priesthood that begins to minister that priesthood of belief. Where the anointing of the Holy Ghost flows through us. It's for everybody. Not just for a few. Not just for a few that have it all together. No, He's calling everybody. He's called you while you were in darkness. I've had people that said, Oh, Pastor, when I get it all together, I'm going to get baptized. When I get it all together, I'm going to go up and ask the Lord to fill me with the Holy Ghost. And I've told them, no, quit trying to get it all together. You're not going to get it all together without the power of the Holy Ghost. It's only after you've been born again of the water and of the Spirit can you have the strength to get some things together. But you got to go through the process. I know in a crowd of this size, there's many people that with, with many testimonies and to look around, you may be here new this morning and say, oh man, I, I look at these people, it doesn't look like they've ever had any problems or they have ever struggled with anything. But the fact is, is many of us have just decided to go through the process. Said, Lord, I repent of my sins, forgive me of everything. We were baptized in the name of Jesus. His, we, that, 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 we were washed, we went down in baptism and God washed our sins away. Then we were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. An anointing came upon us. And there was a confirmation of that anointing as we begin to praise God. We begin to speak in other tongues. That was that confirmation that from on high of the Lord saying, that's my son, that's my daughter, in whom I'm well pleased. So you make it look around this morning in the church and say, oh, it looks like everybody's got it all together. No, we've just decided to go through the process. But the Lord is calling everybody. Everyone. Turn to your neighbor and say, everyone. Everyone. Not just, a, not, not just a few. Everyone. He's calling everyone to go through the process. God says, I'll take care of the rest. So if you're here this morning and you have never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, today is your day. You may not have it all together. That's okay. We're not asking you to have it all together. God's not asking you for, to have it all together. He's just saying, will you go through the process? If you'll go through the process, I'll use you mightily. I'll, I'll, I'll use you to reach your family. I'll use you to touch people around you. It's not with your own intellect, your own ability, your own power that you can make changes in your life, but it's through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why we, even though as Pentecostals that have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we make an emphasis on a refilling of living in that spirit because we believe we need that anointing flowing through us every day. We need that, 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 that confirmation, that, that anointing flowing through us every day because we're now part of a priesthood of believers. That where I go, when it comes Monday, 
the church goes with me because I'm part of the church. And on Monday, I can pray for someone on my job and miracles can happen. I can pray for someone on my job and they can feel, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the job, at a house group, at a wherever it may be, because I'm part of that priesthood of believers. And so I stay filled up with His Spirit, with that anointing, that, that horn of oil. I want that horn of oil just flowing over me every day. Lord, let that anointing flow over me. Let the Holy Ghost flow over me. And so this morning, we're going to let that horn of anointing flow over every one of us here this morning. We believe that God is going to feel and to refill every single one of us this morning in the name of Jesus. I want you to turn to your neighbor and ask them, say, ask, have you ever received the Holy Ghost before? With the evidence of speaking in tongues? Go ahead and ask them. They say, yeah. So have, you, have you ever had that experience? If they say, yeah, well, tell them you're going to have it again this morning. If they say, no, I haven't had that experience yet, tell them, well, today, you're going, to re- you're going to get that experience today. So if you're here this morning and you've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but you would like to, just lift your hands just right where you're at. You, if there's anyone here has never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you say, oh, Pastor, you know what? I'd, I would like that to happen in my life today. Just, just lift your hands up. I'm not going to embarrass you. Just uh, now, how many feel that you need to be refilled this morning? Oh, my goodness. we got a bunch of hypocrites here. Because you all need to be refilled every day. I need the Lord to refill me every day. Every day. Every day. So I want us to begin to come around the altar here. If there was someone beside you who said, I haven't received the Holy Ghost yet, I want you to bring them around. There's someone that says, I have, but I need to be refilled. I want you to bring them around. Because <clears throat> no one wants to come up by themselves. But this morning, the Holy Ghost is calling all of us. He's calling all of us. And so we're going to make room that the Holy Ghost can refill and feel. We're going to create an atmosphere that the Holy Ghost can do a miracle in every single one of our lives. That's it. Thank you. Let's come around as close as you can. Everyone take it just a little closer, a little closer. That's it. I need to be filled and refilled every day because I'm part of that royal priesthood I'm part of that chosen generation that God wants to use but we've got to go through that process and so we're going to pray this morning and we're going to do a few things to prepare ourselves so that the Holy Ghost can just flow through us. You may have, maybe you've been in church for a while, maybe you received the Holy Ghost years ago and it's been a while since you've had that freedom to begin to speak in other tongues. But but this morning, we're, we're, we're preaching all across Ohio an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. So we're believing that we're going to have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost right here among us as well. Amen. So we're going to prepare ourselves to go through the process and here in a moment, we're going to pray a prayer of repentance, every single one of us, from the platform to the back. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. It's a preparation to receive the Spirit of God within us. It's something we need to do every day. If you don't do it every day, you need to repent every day. If you think uh, you don't have anything to repent for, you probably need to repent for pride, for thinking you don't have anything to, <laughs> thinking you have it all together. But it's every day, Lord, if there's anything in my heart that's not right, Lord, I want to be right before you. 
I want to go through that process again of washing, Lord. I want to be cleansed. Because when we have that, the Spirit, when we have a clean heart, His Spirit can flow through us like a channel that flows through us and we can walk in that anointing when, when there's a clean heart. And so in a moment, we're going to pray our prayer of repentance, every single one of us preparing. And then we're going to do four things. Number one, we're going to lift our hands. Let's practice that all together. It's a sign of surrender. You can put your hands down. The police come in. Surrender. We're doing that with the Lord this morning. The second thing we're going to do this morning is we're going to close our eyes, not because it's something spiritual. We're going to close our eyes just so we can focus on the Lord. The third thing we're going to do is we're going to lift our heads towards heaven because we're ready to receive. We're ready to that outpouring to come upon us so we don't come begging God, but we come expecting to receive from Him. And the fourth thing we're going to do is we're going to open our mouths and worship. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. So after we've repented and we begin to lift our hands and worship him, we're going to just begin we're going to just begin to worship him. And as you begin to worship him, you're going to feel his spirit begin to flow into you and you're going to feel your tongue wanting to begin to dance and go a different direction. Don't worry about that. That happened to everyone who received the Holy Ghost in the Bible. That's just normal. And we're just going to let it may sound funny. It may sound like jibber jabber at first, but just let it go. That's not you. That's the Holy Ghost. That's just the Lord saying, "That's my son. That's my daughter. That's in whom I'm well pleased." That's I, I, I've called them to a purpose. I, I'm call, I'm going to use them. That's just that anointing that's fallen upon you. So it may sound funny at first, and, but just let it go. We're just going to let the Holy Ghost fill and refill every single one of us. But well, let's all together, let's, we're going to pray a prayer of repentance from the platform to the back. I can't repent for you. You have to repent for yourself. But I'm going to lead us here. So if you could just close your eyes just for a moment and open your mouth and begin to pray a prayer of repentance. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I've done things I shouldn't have done. I've said things I shouldn't have said. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you'd forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I pray that you'd wash me, Lord. I pray that you'd cleanse me. Lord, if there's anything in my heart that's not right, I pray that you'd forgive me. Lord, I want to go through that process again this morning, God. I, Lord, I, I, I have heard your voice, Lord, and I want to answer that call. Lord, I pray that you'd forgive me of all my sins. Lord, I, Lord, I pray you'd wash me, Jesus. Cleanse me, Lord. Lord, if there be anything that's in me that's not right, Lord, I want to start over this morning. Lord, I want to enter into that process, Lord. I want to enter into that process, Lord, where you begin to wash and, and begin to cleanse. I pray that you'd cleanse my heart, Lord, if there be any anything, Lord, that's not right, any attitude, Lord. I've done things that I shouldn't have done. I've said things that I shouldn't have said. I've thought things that I shouldn't have thought. I pray, Lord, that you'd forgive me. Lord, I want to start over this morning, God. I want, Lord, you to use me. I want you to fill me with your spirit, Lord. Lord, I want to be a part of that royal priesthood, God. Lord, I want to answer that call this morning. Lord, I pray you'd forgive me. Cleanse me of all iniquity, everything, Lord, that's not right. Wash me, Jesus, if there be anything, God, Lord, that is not right in my heart. Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me, Jesus. Wash me. Thank you, Jesus. Now just say thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's that simple. The Bible says he's faithful to forgive us when we repent, when we ask. We don't have to repent for an hour, for 10 minutes. It's just with a sincere heart where we say, God, you know, I, I want to turn this around. I want, I want to change. We don't even have to remember everything we've ever done before. 
But when we come to God with a sincere heart, He, he forgives us and He cleanses us. So now we're going to pray that the Holy Ghost would fall upon every one of us. And if you are here this morning and you have never experienced the, the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, maybe you felt the Holy Ghost but you've never spoken in tongues before, that's okay. This morning we're going to believe that you're going to begin to speak in other tongues. And we're going to pray with you. We're going to pray, we're going to pray for one another. And we're going to believe that the Holy Ghost is going to fall over every single one of us. Because we all need the Holy Ghost. We all need the Holy Ghost. Turn to someone next to you and say, you're gonna, you need the Holy Ghost. You need the, I need the Holy Ghost. I can't, I can't be a, I can't be a part of that priesthood. I can't truly answer that call without the Holy Ghost working in my life. And so now we're going to let the Holy Ghost flow through us. And we're going to all be baptized through the Holy, with the Holy Ghost this morning. And if there's someone beside you, maybe there's a friend beside you that hasn't received the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray with them as we begin to pray. But I now want us to do those four things. We're going to lift up our hands. Let's all lift up our hands toward God. Let's close our eyes so that we can focus on Jesus. Let's lift up our heads towards Him. Let's open our mouths and worship. And that's it. Just for a moment, begin to worship Him. As you begin to worship him, you're going to feel the Holy Ghost begin to fall over you. That's it. Right now, by the power and the authority of the Word of God, and in the name of Jesus, I loose the Holy Ghost to fall over everybody. Right now, in the name of Jesus, be filled this morning right now with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's it. Just begin to worship him. Just begin to worship him. As you worship him, just let your tongue go. That's okay. Be filled and refilled with the Holy Ghost. It may sound funny. That's okay. Just let the Holy Ghost flow through you. That's not you. That's the Holy Ghost. Just let your tongue go. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Father saying, this is my son. This is my daughter. That's it. That's it. Be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning.